IDC Radio. Welcome back to Film Fanatics. I'm your host, Gal. And I'm Alan. And this is your home for the hottest movie topics of the week. Last week, we had Yarden talk with us about the Dark Knight trilogy, and we regrettably relived our experience watching The Woman in the Window. That's right, Gal. This episode is going to be a little bit different. It's actually our first themed episode. Yes. Welcome to Zombie Week at Film Fanatics. In this special episode, we're talking about the new zombie heist movie that just hit Netflix, Army of the Dead, from director Zack Snyder. And in our segment Total Recall, we're talking about not one, but two zombie classics, Shaun of the Dead and Zombieland. I'm so excited for this episode, honestly. I think it's going to be amazing. But first, we're here with a big announcement. Movie theaters are finally open in Israel. Finally. Finally. It's been so long. There's finally some light at the end of the tunnel. We have been through so much, but we can finally get back to that experience. Yeah, I'm so excited. We thought we were going to have this a little bit earlier, but then the whole war thing happened. <laughs> so that could that got pushed back a little bit. I'm I'm so excited. There's a couple of movies here that you're about to mention that's good, that I'm so excited to see on the movie theater. Yeah, so the theaters just opened yesterday with Wonder Woman 1984, Soul, Tenet, Nobody, Run, Bill and Ted Face the Music, uh, Nomadland, and others playing on the screens. And then... What could we see next week? We can see A Quiet Place Part 2, Cruella, which are both new releases all around the globe, and then some releases that haven't uh, hit Israel yet, like Wrath of Man, Godzilla vs. Kong, and Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, I wanted to ask you something. Um, This week, if you go to a movie theater, which which one of these movies would you watch? Because most of them, I'm assuming you watched already. Will, Will you watch something again? Honestly, I don't know. Like, I'm not someone who goes the second time to the theater for the same movie a lot, but I'm just very stoked that A Quiet Place 2 and Cruella and Wrath of Man will be out next week, because honestly, I want to see all three of those on the big screen. Yeah, we're going together to to Cruella, and we're going to review for you guys soon. For sure, for sure. About the movies that are out this week, though, I'm so excited about Tenet, because I purposely didn't watch it. Until it was, I was available to watch it on theaters. Smart so, move. Playing the long game. Exactly. So I'm very excited. I'm going to go this week. Yeah. And next episode, we will be talking about all the movies that we're excited to see the whole month. Because there's going to be more coming to theaters and streaming services throughout June. But for now, let's move on to some movie news on our weekly segment, The Trades. Let's start with two movie trailers that dropped this week that we're excited to discuss. I've honestly been so excited this whole week just to talk here about the new trailer for Marvel Studios' Eternals. Throughout the years, we have never interfered. Until now. Four months back even, we talked about movies that we were excited about in the MCU. And Eternals wasn't even near, like, my top. But this this was a good trailer. I, I gotta give him that. And, like, it's been directed by Chloe Zhao, who just came out of winning Best Picture and Best Director at the Oscars. So, like, I am f- way more excited for this movie than I was before. For sure. And it seems like they're not only going to make a fun MCU film, 
but they're letting Chloe Zhao make a movie with her own distinctive style. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, it looks amazing. It looks um, really good. Like, and it, it has her style. Like, it looks, her focus on nature is really beautiful. And also, because the because the, the Eternals are a little bit, f like, separated for the, from the regular MCU, because they were around before, they'll be around after. That's the whole thing. That's why they're called Eternals. And they're, like, they're not connected yet. So that gives her more freedom, I feel like, to to play in the sandbox. Yeah, for sure. The way Guardians of the Galaxy uh, didn't really have any connections when the first one came out. Exactly. So it was its own thing for a bit. Exactly. Who are you most excited to see from the cast? Oh, definitely Angelina Jolie. I'm so excited for her comeback. She was my favorite actress for the longest time. Being a 90s kid, I feel like that, that's, that rings true for a lot <laughs> of us. But I'm excited for her. This is her comeback. I have a feeling. <laughs> I gotta say, I think I mentioned this last week when we talked about the woman in the window that I just really, really like Brian Tyree Henry. And so... You did. Whatever he does, like, I'm really hyped to see what he does. I'm happy to see him as a superhero. Yeah. And... He was Miles Morales' dad, but that was just a voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for this. Oh, you're welcome. So now that Captain Rogers and Iron Man are both gone, who do you think's gonna lead the Avengers? I could lead them. <laughs> so the next trailer that came out this week was the trailer for the for Edgar Wright's new movie, Last Night in Soho. I know you are particularly very excited about this one. So was I, but I'm going to let you go first. What did you think about it? Okay, I didn't really know what it was about before I watched the trailer. But I don't care because it looks really good. And it looks very different from all of his other movies. It's not like a fun, music-driven action comedy. It's just a dark horror thriller. And I love those anyway. And I admire Edgar Wright's talent. And so I'm really excited. Yeah, uh, Edgar Wright is is amazing. Like Baby Driver is honestly one of my favorite action comedies of all time. Without a doubt for uh, me as well. It's so, so good. So I was really excited to see what he was going to do next. And uh, to take on a horror thriller, that's something that I never imagined would be the case. And watching this trailer, I have a, I have a good feeling about this movie. Yeah, and as we all know, the beloved Anya Taylor-Joy is starring in the movie. She looks great. Yeah, and her counterpart, like mirror thing, I don't know exactly what's going on, but the protagonist is being played by Thomasin McKenzie, who you might have also seen in Jojo Rabbit. For sure. She also looks great. Like, I have no idea what's going on in this movie, but like you said before, it has Edgar Wright. It looks amazing. I'm probably going to watch it. Like, that's enough for me. Yeah, yeah, that's enough for me. So with some business news about the film industry, it has just been confirmed that Amazon has bought MGM for around $9 billion. That's crazy. Like um, studios buying each other or like merging has been like a trend in the past few years in Hollywood. 
This one is, is, is a little bit weird because it is like a streaming service and an outright studio. So I'm, I'm a little bit worried about this one, if I'm going to be honest. Because I, I love the movie theater experience so much. So I don't want this all these big movies going to Amazon first. That's that's just a personal preference. So the the Barbara Blockley who has been producing Bond movies for a long time, she has confirmed that Bond movies will stay but who knows about the other ones? And that worries me a little bit. Yeah, they have confirmed that James Bond is staying in theaters. I'm guessing Creed three as well. But hopefully. But they're still releasing other movies like Ridley Scott's House of Gucci and Paul Thomas Anderson's next movie, which maybe will stay in theaters, maybe do a hybrid thing. Keep in mind, Amazon Studios up until recently did like normal theatrical releases for all their movies. Like I saw Manchester by the Sea in theaters months after it came out. And lately, because of the pandemic, they've been doing both like hybrids and just streaming. So we'll have to see. Next, we have some casting news. So, Aaron Taylor Johnson has been cast as Craven the Hunter in Sony's solo film, and it's going to be out in January 2023. What do you think about that? As a casting choice, I like it, but why do we need a villain origin for every character now? Like, I get that Joker was good, but why do we need this movie? Like, I'd be down for him to be in a Spider Man movie as a villain, Craven, I mean, but at the same time, like, Sony also wants to merge this universe with the MCU eventually, so why cast the same guy who played Quicksilver? I agree with you with most things you said. Like, I don't understand this quote-unquote Spider-Man universe with only villain movies that they're doing. Based on a scene so far, which is like Venom, Venom 2 trailer, and uh, the Morbius trailer, I'm not really that excited about any of these. Next casting news is Warner Brothers has cast Timothy Chalamet in the Wonka origin story. He's going to be playing Willy Wonka, and it's directed by Paul King, who directed both Paddington films. So this movie has been in, produ- in like pre-production for a while. It's been rumored to have cast Donald Glover on the titular role as well, like um, who else? Uh, I think I think Taron Egerton, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so too, and. I've never been excited about this movie, and this doesn't change that for me. I love Timothy Chalamet, but like, doesn't change that. It at sounds all. like such a dumb movie. Again, what's with all the origin stories? Like, like, we have a great movie for Willy Wonka, the original one. Yeah, unpopular opinion. I didn't really like Johnny Depp as Willy Wonka. Me neither. Like, the original one is so good. We we don't need this. So, movie release date news. We got confirmation that Hocus Pocus 2 is heading to Disney Plus in 2022. I'm particularly very excited about that one because, again, as I say a lot in this, as a 90s kid, that that movie was, like, the best thing to watch as a kid on, like, Halloween and stuff like that. All my friends loved it, so I'm excited about this one. And then another big movie that just got an official release date is Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch coming to theaters on October 22nd. And I'm very excited because it's been delayed for a while. And he's one of my favorite filmmakers. I remember seeing a trailer for this movie like a year ago. (laughs) Something like that. And the cast is huge. It's amazing. It's an amazing cast. I'm excited about this one too. 
Rule one for surviving any zombie apocalypse: watch every movie we mention on this episode. Anyway, let's start. Let's officially start Zombie Week. All right, Alan. So to kick off Zombie Week, what are some of the things that you like about zombie movies? I really like zombie movies because. They're usually like action comedies, and that's a genre I really, really adore. And uh, they're usually, again, because of the comedy aspect, really funny, but also has like they have a lot of gore. Like it's it's usually a fun ride if if it's done right, because there's a lot of crappy zombie movies out there. I agree. I especially love when they don't take themselves too seriously or do a new creative spin on the idea of zombies. Exactly. That's that's when it that's when it really shines as a genre. Uh, but I'm excited. We're gonna talk about this later in uh, the Army of the Dead review. But like when they mix zombie with different types of genres, that's when I I get the most excited about it. So that leads us to the first film that we're talking about in our Total Recall segment, Shaun of the Dead, directed by Edgar Wright. And I'm very excited to talk about this movie because I saw it for the first time years ago, and I'm so glad that this episode finally gave me an excuse to rewatch it, and I had a blast. It really holds up. Going in the opposite direction of that, I n- actually never watched Shaun of the Dead before, so it was really fun to finally watch it because, like we mentioned before, I'm a fan of Edgar Wright, so it was really fun for me to see his take on the zombie genre, and I had a freaking blast. It's a movie that doesn't just use funny dialogue but uses filmmaking whether it's cinematography or editing techniques to deliver comedy and so this idea of visual comedy makes it even funnier than just characters delivering jokes and the script and the characters and the story is just all so much fun such a great hour and a half yeah you're right the physical comedy in this movie is gold and um everyone does a good job here this is a really good cast uh, I don't know most of them. I only know Simon Pegg. Uh, but they all do a great job. And like you said, like the visual aspect of this movie is really good. Yeah, and if you don't know, it's part of an kind of unofficial, kind of official trilogy that Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg made. It's called the Cornetto Trilogy. It's Hot Fuzz and The World's End are the other two movies he made in the quote trilogy. They're not really connected in story but really the only things that connect them is the director and starring simon pegg and the fact that they have a cornetto ice cream in every film but i recommend those other two movies as well which speaking of the writing is just brilliant and i think maybe like in the next couple years i'll rewatch it again just because it's such a fun gem of a zombie movie yeah for sure i really really enjoyed it i'm looking forward to like like you in a couple of years giving it another go I have one question for you as a person who watched this movie before and already loved it. Does it hold up? Because that's something we always want to know here on Total Recall. Oh, absolutely. I think even when I've seen it before, some of the jokes just land and there's new things to discover when it comes to the filmmaking and how he delivers certain humor or effects. Edgar Wright, I mean, from all of his films, you can't miss a single one. And I think... This is definitely a worthy inclusion in his filmography. Yeah, we both recommend this one. (laughs) 
so the second movie we're talking about today is actually my favorite zombie movie of all time. I'm gonna find out if it is Gals as well. Zombieland, directed by Ruben Fleischer and starring Woody Harrison, Je- uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, and Abigail Breslin. You know, it's hard to compare this to Shaun of the Dead, but in terms of favorite, I would definitely agree. Zombieland, I've seen it multiple times, and I think every time it's just a blast. Same. I've watched this movie so many times. Like, it's definitely the zombie movie I watched the most in my entire life. I have the Blu-ray. Oh, that that's a whole other nev- level these days. Yeah, and I don't have a Blu-ray for many films, so Zombieland is a unique case. Yeah, I have, like, two. <laughs> Woody Harrelson as Tallahassee is just one of the funniest comedic characters in the world. He's so, so good. He's so funny. Like, it's impressive that he was high throughout that entire pro- filming process because dude can act and dude can be so so funny he has so many iconic lines and scenes like when he finds the guns and he goes thank god for rednecks that's my favorite line in the whole movie it's so funny it's so so funny so his quest to find those those freaking twinkies is like delivers you some of the best comedic moments like you ever watch in a zombie movie you're gonna risk our lives for a twinkie there's a box of Twinkies in that grocery store. Not just any box of Twinkies. The last box of Twinkies that anyone will enjoy in the whole universe. Believe it or not, Twinkies have an expiration date. Someday very soon, life's little Twinkie gauge is going to go empty. Time to nut up or shut up. Yeah, and Jesse Eisenberg, he just plays the perfect protagonist here. Because he's an ordinary guy, kind of a loner, who ends up, like, finding inner strength and becoming one of the last survivors of the zombie apocalypse. Unpopular opinion. I really, I really dislike his character in this movie. Really? You don't like Columbus? <laughs> he's so annoying for me. Especially on Zombieland 2. We're gonna get to that, but, like, I don't know why he annoys, he annoys me so much. But that does not change my appreciation of the movie at all. Because he's so good in it, like, as an actor. But I love the set of rules. That yeah, we, that's genius. Or, genius we already mentioned that he keeps coming back to. It's such a great aspect of the movie's filmmaking. And this movie perfectly embraces what an over-the-top, goofy, zombie action comedy can do. Exactly. And, like, even, like, I just want to clarify something. He cracks me up the whole movie. I ju- there's just something about this character that annoys me, but he, he cracks me up the whole movie. Yeah, and Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin, they all make a really good, like, surrogate family here. They do. Like, they, these people are wildly different, the four of them. But when you're in that situation, when there's not many humans left, and, like, you're just, you're just trying to survive... They they become this family. It's like, honestly, for a com- for a comedy, it's so nice to see. Because, like, they actually become a family. It's amazing. What do you think of the sequel, Zombieland Double Tap? I only watched this this year. Um, I really liked it. It was really funny. It's not as good as the first one. But it's a, really, it's a good sequel. Like, it's a satisfying sequel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I saw it in theaters because of how much I liked the first one. And I've honestly rewatched it since then because it's fun. And the new cast is really good, like Rosario Dawson. 
and Zoe Deutsch. Oh, they are both so good in this movie. So, so good. What's her name? Madison, like, cracks me up. Yeah, like, um, and the, the character that um, Rosario Dawson plays. I love Rosario Dawson anyways. Uh-huh. But the character she plays, it's the perfect, like, it's the perfect, like, love interest for for Tallahassee. And, like, it's their, their dynamic is just so good. That's true. That's true. And one part I like is when they meet Thomas Middleditch and they're comparing their set of rules. Oh, yeah. When they, like, when they see it's basically themselves, but, like, a different, worse version, I guess. Yeah, it's like a doppelganger. <laughs> number two, double tap. And I have number five. Confirm your kill. Your kill. Avoid perishables. Uh, Do you have that? Sorry, Ziploc bags. Same thing. Yeah. Different word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although I probably would shy away from the word Ziploc just because I try to avoid name brands, that's all. Before we move on, are there any other zombie movies out there that you remember liking? There's one that I really love, starting Brad Pitt. It's called World War Z. Current. Is there anything left out there? If we knew where this thing started, maybe we could kill it. It's an amazing movie, and they've been teasing us with a sequel for years now, and I want it now. I remember enjoying it, but I haven't seen it in a while. I remember David Fincher was at one point attached to direct a sequel, and then they that would have been canceled so it. So good, but they they've uncanceled sequels before, so I don't know. It's been back on and canceled like a couple of times now. It, There's one zombie movie that isn't really comedic, but still really well made. It's a South Korean film. But don't let that prevent you from watching it. It's called Train to Busan. It's about a zombie apocalypse that happens on a train. And it's really good. Yeah, another movie that uh, I want to mention, I Am Legend, starring Will Smith. That's it's a, a really good, one. good one. I actually just saw it for the first time this last year. and It's a, it's a fun one. That dog, good dog. Oh, man, yeah, that, that scene hurts. But a good apocalyptic film for sure. We have arrived at our weekly review. Yet another zombie movie here. We are reviewing Zack Snyder's new Netflix film, Army of the Dead. They're not what you think they are. They're smarter. They're faster. They're organized. The best that you can hope for is to die. Oh, Shriza. You got It's about a group of mercenaries who are pulling off a heist during a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas. Alan, what did you think of this one? Yeah, like I mentioned before, I really like when when filmmakers tackle the zombie genre and they and they put A, their own spin on it, and B, they combine it with another genre. In this case, it's like a zombie heist movie, right? And... Um, I gotta be honest, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, Zack Snyder is all over this movie. Like, he's the director, the writer. He's even the cinematographer and the producer. And you can see, it's a Zack Snyder film all around. In my opinion, in a good way. What did you think about the movie? I'm gonna be honest, I didn't like it as much as I wanted to. I thought it was okay. I thought the opening credits especially are awesome. And from there... 
the buildup is good, but once it starts, it get it goes a little downhill. And I think the main purpose that I don't think it met its potential is because of the runtime. It was a little too long, and so there's some stuff where it becomes over the top and goofy and fun, and that's when I think the movie is best. But I think sometimes it just falls into like bland Netflix action movie territory at the parts when you feel Snyder's style less. That's that's a fair criticism. Um, I feel like if a most people, if they watch a Zack Snyder movie, even if they're Zack Snyder friends, so, like they are always gonna say it's a bit too long. Uh, he has a knack for like going a little bit over the runtime that he should be at. Justice League was four hours long. I was gonna say the director's cut of Justice League would have been a lot better if it was like an hour shorter. I don't think an hour, but surely like half an hour or maybe forty minutes shorter would have would have been landed better. I didn't feel that that much here. Uh, I'm a fan of the guy. Like I love his visual style. I love watching a Zack Snyder movie. I love. I I don't care what anyone say says. I love those like over the top slow mo shots all day long. Uh, and um, I really enjoyed this one. I did not enjoy it as much as other Zack Snyder fair. Like we just talked about Justice League. I enjoyed that movie more than this one. But as a, I don't know, it's as a like a new movie, especially nowadays that like we're getting back into the mood of like going to the theaters and everything. It makes me feel not so great that I didn't get to watch this in a movie theater. It focuses too much on like these zombie rituals all the time and takes itself a little too seriously at times. When, like I said, it should have just leaned more into the goofiness. And like I said, there's these over the top. The action scenes are actually pretty good. Um, the the CGI is actually solid in my opinion, and yeah, Dave Bautista did a good job. But honestly, the supporting cast was like whatever. Really, I I have the actually opposite opinion than you on this one. I actually enjoyed the casting. Like, uh, his daughter was a bit hit or miss for me. I thought um, I thought she was actually one of the best parts. Maybe I just maybe just her character was a bit hit or miss for me. If, like, not actually the acting. But something about the casting that's really interesting, the woman that, play, that plays the pilot, Tig Notaro, she was actually never on set with Dave, Dave Batista, Zack Snyder, any of them. She was actually digitally replacing the comedian Chris D'Elia, who was embroiled in a lot of controversies. I feel like that was the right move because she's very good in this movie. She's definitely... She's the mo- I don't know if she's the most comedic character, but she's the one that made me laugh the most. Two million dollars if it pans out. Hundred percent, I'm in. Yeah. You don't want to know, you know, the risks or why would I want to know the risks? Two million dollars? It's a lot of cash. Listen, I hate my life so deeply. If I had two million dollars, my life would change drastically. And just the fact that she wasn't even there just makes me that much more impressed with her acting in this movie. And uh, Netflix actually spent a few millions, I'm quoting the director Zack Snyder here, to put her in. I was going to say, it was a really seamless addition. You don't notice it? Because it's weird seeing her interact with Batista in the movie and then in the press. She's like, I've never met Dave Batista. It's seamless. You can't. If you didn't know this, you would never know it. I knew it before, so I noticed a little bit. But if you didn't know this, you would never watch, know, uh, like, 
figure this out, like watching this movie. I agree. And I will say she was pretty good. I liked her performance. But some of the other supporting actors, like the guy who plays the Dieter, I thought he was so annoying. I, again, I really, I, I liked him. Like, he was funny and um, I, I really liked his relationship uh, with uh, the character Omari Hardwick is playing. Uh, I thought they had like a really good dynamic between them. It's like a very unlikely friendship. You know what? I'll agree with you there. I thought Omari Hardwick was also good, but I feel like he should have gotten more to do. Yeah, that that's fair enough. He was really he was really good though in the movie. Like um he for me like he was right after Tignotaro there, like in my personal little favorites. It's a goddamn zombie tiger. That's crossing the line. So Alan, you've been a big fan of Shaun of the Dead, Zombieland, I Am Legend, and World War Z. Now that you really enjoyed Army of the Dead, would you rank it up there? Listen, I really love all those movies you put up there. Like I said, Zombieland is my favorite zombie movie of all time, and that's not moving anytime soon, I don't feel. Uh, I don't think it touches them, to be honest. Even though I really like it, I don't think it touches them. But it, it can be like a solid, like, right after those for me. So that's our show. We had a lot of fun talking with you about all these zombie movies. I feel more prepared to deal with the apocalypse now more than ever. And I have a feeling you do too. For sure. Next week will be another themed episode. It's going to be Disney Week. Yes, and we're also going to have two very special guests, also from IDC Radio. They host a podcast called Part of Your Word that's all about Disney. Uh, It's Tali and Shiri. Till then, hope you all have a good week and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, guys. I'm Alan. See you next week. I'm Gal. See you all later.